0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor behind the steel curtain.com with you for another Steelers post-game podcast as the Steelers get absolutely lambasted basted by the Buffalo Bills 38 to 3 in week five. Joined by Brian Davis, Dave Schofield as we break it down, as we always do. Brian, how's it going? Wow.
1: could somebody get the license plate of that truck that <laughs> hit me after they hit
0: the Steelers? Oh, Not good. Dave, what's going on, Dave? How's
2: it going? What's going on? We just got smashed. We just got smashed. Well, that was Coach Tomlin's answer, and you know what? He was exactly right. They just got smashed.
0: Yeah, uh, Mike Tomlin, very poignant in his post-game press conference, as you can imagine. want to get some super chats up here. Let's start on a positive note. Michael, uh, we'll just say Michael G, uh, he gave us a super chat dollar. He said, excellent. I sent a super chat without the chat. I want to say that I love all the content that you guys do, including the touchdown under and what Yin's talking about. I will also say that. Let me see if I can find the other one here. Here we go. Um, If I was the head coach, obviously I knew what I was talking about. I'd be a head coach. I would have told big press to put a hoodie on, and every drive would have been a four-down territory midway through the second quarter. Uh, Mike Tomlin is going to get a lion's share of blame, as he should, as should the offense, as should the coordinators, as should the defense, as should everyone that's involved with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be a lot of people upset. I get it. Uh, let's go with uh, steel dog. 88 gives us $5 He's going to be brutally honest. The coaching staff as a whole was a complete failure this week from the top down to the players. Yeah. They deserve a lot of blame. No doubt about it. I, I think at the same time that you also have to understand that a secondary that consists of Elijah Riley, some guy named Jackson. I don't even remember his first name, James Pierre, Trey Norwood and a banged up Minka Fitzpatrick. Not really the best recipe for success going against Josh Allen and the bills. That's just my own personal take knee jerk reaction time though, Brian, what was your knee jerk reaction after this drubbing? I should have known. You should have known. We all should have known,
1: but it happened and I have a silver lining. So I'm going to throw it out there. The silver lining is this. The Steelers do not play Buffalo again in 2022.
0: Yeah, it would be a. It would have to take like a miracle of them finishing first place or something. Like the Steelers have to come back and win the AFC North to, to be slated with them. Uh, but still, okay. Dave, what about you? Knee jerk reaction.
2: This team is nowhere close to the same level as the Buffalo Bills, at this point right now. I mean, you can talk about all the things that they have, but you know that that they're growing. And now this team is nowhere close to the level of the Buffalo Bills at this time. Um, it's it's gonna be a rough ride, yeah. But I mean, their worst, their, their most difficult opponent for the season, in my opinion, is now behind them. But man, you would have liked to have something to take away from that game, other than wow, it was over yeah. not
0: long after it's started. You mean something positive to take yeah, away? From yeah, <laughs> the game. I, I there was definitely one positive I could say. We'll talk about that. Wilson Pava mm-hmm. gives us a dollar 99 said, most embarrassing loss I can remember by far. I'm trying to think one that would be comparable. Um, they, they, uh, I think they, Brian is the Encyclopedia uh, Britannica of BTSC. I'm sure he has one in mind.
1: Oh, absolutely. And they mentioned it. This was the worst loss. since 1989 opening week, week one against the it's Cleveland, Cleveland Browns 51-0 nothing nothing.
0: at home. Well, I, I think this one was comparable to the Bengals game last last yeah. year, which was 41 yeah. to 10, where you just yep. sat there and like this is over. This is horrible. All right. The next one, a uh, star Steeler Lee. I'm sorry. said, give us a dollar ninety nine. So Tomlin said changes may come. Any ideas? Um, yes. In the postgame press conference, Mike Tomlin did say changes may come with the caveat being may. <laughs> Do you all foresee any changes, Brian? I'll start with you. I,
1: no, I mean, the changes you make. Guess what? They're not better than the guys you have. Yeah. Dave? <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I'm like, what,
2: it, what are you going to do that's going to be any better? That, I mean, really? Can, can you name something that's going to be any better? One th- a move you would make to make it better?
0: Uh, is Demonte KZ healthy? Can he return? I mean, that, that these are questions that, again, that would be an improvement. Uh, but you, I mean... Is Trell Edmonds than guys, is, is Trell Edmonds gonna be cleared from the concussion yeah, I mean, things?
2: other than guys the, coming these, back to be healthier, yeah, what Edmonds. other changes, what no. other changes can you really do? I mean
0: you, the uh, only thing the only thing that I could say is okay, so maybe you would say, all right, let's get Isaiah Louder milk a helmet. Let's let's see what he can do. Let's uh let's get Calvin Austin back in the in the uh, mix this week and, and we'll see what we have with him. At this point, you're just you're just throwing darts. I mean, it's, it's sad to say, but that's, that's where they are right now. Let's get some other super chats here. Uh, if Guinea Crosby gives us four ninety nine. So last year, everything was blamed on Ben. He was old, slow, no mobility. Once Canada got the right quarterback, we would take off offensively. Okay. Um, everyone, everyone's going to want to point the finger at Matt Canada. So, uh, Brian, you agree or disagree? Yeah. I mean, that was the
1: blame is if just said it, you know, We said when this happens, when everybody gets on the same page, hey, the pages are there. Everybody has them. You know, this. the coaching is terrible. Offensively, it's not good. It's not good anywhere right now. And somebody asked how I was going to put the sales pitch on this. It's really hard for me to put the sales pitch on this whole thing. I do have a way to do that, and I'll do that towards the end of the show. But the problem here is, this Canada thing's not working. And I'm not that guy to bring out the pitchfork, but yeah, I'm joining the Simpsons
0: mob. Dave, what about you? Are you blaming Canada?
2: Yeah, three points isn't going to get it done, obviously. But man, when you're, what are you supposed to do as an offense when you're down that much that quick, too? There's so much blame to go around. I don't know that you can really pin it so much on any one thing. I'm not saying don't blame Canada. I'm just saying that's just one thing on a list of eight or oh, yeah, one that you're going to have.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what I don't like about Matt Canada. And I'll be specific here. Is is just like with the rest of the team. It's the inconsistencies. Uh, there will be moments in the game where you'll see an entire drive, and you're thinking, man, that was really – well orchestrated Mm -hmm. they did a great job i loved how canada mixed it up and then they go into this randy feetner randy land punt or a run run punt yeah a lot of punts but run run pass run run pass and it's just there's no creativity i I just don't understand those lapses that's my biggest issue with matt canada there were some good series good drives in this game that and, and my gosh i it's not his fault Deontay Johnson can't catch a football. So uh, let's keep that in mind as well. Night Rider, 16, gives us $5. Thank you very much. He said this was a good game to gauge how far off the Steelers are to competing for a Super Bowl. Now, if you listen to my Let's Ride podcast, I had said that this was a rebuild a while ago, and I also said that the Steelers coming into this year were two to three years away from being actual contenders. I stand by my comments. I never thought that this team was a viable contender this year, even with Mitch Trubisky, and I stand by that. So, no, they're not close to a Super Bowl. Anyone with two eyes and a brain in between their ears knows that. But, Brian, do you agree with my assessment, two to three years, or do you think it's longer, shorter? What do you think?
1: Well, yes, I agree with you completely, but there's nothing going on between my ears because I said on our show the other day that I still believe that this this team gets a T.J. Watt back. They start putting it together. They start catching balls that they could be a contender, and I'm dead wrong. Dave, what about
0: you in terms of them being a legitimate contender?
2: Define contender.
0: They're actually capable of contending in the playoffs, not just making the playoffs. But yeah, that's what I wanted to swing. know, because
2: really when you think about it, it's not that far off from being able to make the playoffs with seven with seven out of the sixteen teams going to the postseason. They're not that far away from that. But is that really what you're looking at? Because today shows you what it's like to go up against a contender. And that, and as you can see, they're nowhere close. yeah. They're nowhere close. So if you're, if the goal was ultimately, you know, winning the conference championship, you you thought they weren't very far off when they took down last year's conference champion in week one, but they were just, I said it on our show of the preview. I said it on the last minute thoughts. I said it on the coach Tomlin press conference recap just a few minutes ago. That's already out there. The path to victory in this game was very narrow and you basically erased it right off the bat. So it it's the NFL. Any team can come out and just do something unheard of on any given Sunday. But right now the Steelers are at 1 and 4. They have they have to put that back-to-back-to-back-to-back so much in order to get back in any kind of postseason talk. It's not that they can't win games along the way and maybe get back into the swing of things, but ultimately, everything they do, it's going to come right back to, well, they got got handed to them by the Bills in Buffalo. You think they could go in there later on in the season and beat them? Right now, no way. All you can do is hope that this team can learn and grow and get healthy and bring it together more because that's basically all we have right now
0: two to three years. I stand by my comments. <laughs> All right. Tom, your gives us $2 Says, boy. Do we suck right now? Yes. Yeah. The Steelers do suck right now. And this was my first day wearing uh, the Kenny Pickett Jersey, which <laughs> Brian Davis got me. Yeah. he got the DMR patch on there. So uh, it sucks that this was the debut of Kenny Pickett and, the, and my Jersey. So I did wear it, Brian. There you go. Uh, Nick Gabriel gives us $5. What is Najee doing? Jalen Warren has more burst. I don't know, but it's not just the line. Also, I've had enough Chase Claypool losing combat catches. I still think of Kobe Hamilton every time someone says combat catch. But still, um, yeah, let's talk about the running back situation, Brian. What are your thoughts on Najee Harris? Does he look does he look a little off to you?
1: He doesn't look right because I know you're in a different situation in the fourth quarter when Jalen Warren's in there, but he looks like he's fighting and doing and uh, finding holes a whole lot more.
0: And uh, your thoughts on Claypool?
1: my thoughts on Claypool and Johnson are, what's up with you guys? You are playing far below your potential. Uh, You know, you're playing far below what you think you're commanding also. Um, A lot of people are upset with Claypool. I'm more upset with Deontay Johnson. I thought Deontay Johnson dropped more balls. I'd love to see the stats on it. In fact, I thought Claypool looked a whole lot better than Deontay Johnson. And I've defended Deontay Johnson a lot.
0: All right, Dave, what are your thoughts on Najee Harris first? We'll start there.
2: I'm going to say this. Isn't it nice to actually have another player that you could talk about at running back that you feel confident that they could come in and get the job done? Because the Steelers haven't had that for a while. I'm just glad that there's someone else that you can talk about that could come in and run the ball. But honestly, Najee Harris, I'd have to go back and watch the – watch as much as the game over again as I can, because when the game gets turned off after the third quarter, uh, because it was such a blowout and you have to listen to the last quarter on the radio, it makes it kind of difficult, but uh, yeah, I can't put my finger on it. I really, I, I, I really don't know what to say about Najee Harris. Um, I don't know if he's, if, if he's just not right health wise or just feels like too much is on his shoulders. I don't know. Or, or, or if the Steelers are even tipping off their plays when it's going to Najee, just something, something isn't right there.
0: And what about Chase Claypool?
2: Uh, I'm kind of with Brian. I, I feel like the, these two receivers, I mean, I, I kept saying the Steelers. The people wanted to trade one of them before the season started to get something to for him. Like these are the only two guys that have catches for the Steelers coming in from last year. They need they need two guys at least coming in to at least be have been part of this team and understand a little bit what's going on and not completely starting over from scratch. And to me, those are the two guys that are letting the team down more than anything else from from a receiver standpoint. Now, like the, the throw back into the middle of the field to Deontay Johnson. Yeah, he got both hands on it. Once again, should pro- you know, could have caught it. But that's not a wise pass when you're running to the sideline to throw back in the middle of the field like that. And they're lucky it wasn't it wasn't picked off. But it's just it's going to take some time with a rookie quarterback for everything to come together. Right now the receivers, whether it's Johnson or Claypool, they've got to do everything for their young quarterback to make to to, to give him a chance. That you can't be the problem. Right now, you you can't be someone who's been here for several years and be asked if you're part of the problem.
0: You know, when I think about Najee Harris, to me, it it comes down to sometimes players in the lines don't necessarily mesh. They don't match up well together. Jalen Warren's a guy that gets the football. He's hitting the hole. He's not hesitating. And if, Mm -hmm. if he has to run up the back of a lineman, so be it maybe Najee Harris needs to take a page out of that book and start adapting his play and not expecting the offensive line to necessarily adjust mid season. It might come eventually, but as of right now, I mean, maybe he is still banged up. I don't know, but Jalen Warren's style, at least from a stylistic perspective, it seems to fit this offensive line better. So that's what I'm going to say about Najee. I don't think he's awful. I don't think that he's, you know, a bust or anything like that. Not right now. No, I'm not saying that uh, at this point in terms of the receivers, Making the difficult catches fantastic. I just want them to make the routine catches. You think about the fourth and I think it's six in the second half. Pickett throws a perfect throw to Deontay Johnson. You catch it, you pull it into your body, you live to play another down. He kind of keeps it away from his body and he gets disrupted and then and the ball gets taken to the turf and they end up having to turn it over on downs. Make the routine catches. And then if he's sprinkling some of these fantastic catches, the sideline catches, the toe taps, which Deontay Johnson is not Tony toe tap. We'll put it that way. Uh, it's it's, that's what I want from the receiving standpoint. Let's get Tyler W's $5 tip here. Thank you, Tyler. He said, playing the best puts things in perspective. After Kansas city last year, I thought the Steelers changed in the off season. The difference was the bills didn't pull punches. No, they didn't. <laughs> they did not pull punches. I, and it didn't take long for that to be, glaringly obvious in this game where you have one of those things that man uh it, right off the bat and and when you know you didn't get to i didn't get to see the beginning of the game uh we're kind of following it and figuring out what was going on i hate direct tv i'll talk about that on my let's ride podcast yeah. uh but still it was a situation where when you see what happened and they muffed the kickoff they started the two-yard line on a third and 10 they hit a 98-yard pass and then on the ensuing kickoff, James Spear muffs it. Now, thankfully, they did not score points on that because they missed field goal. It was just a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Noah gives us uh, two Canuck boxes. Is Warren better than Najee is the question. Uh, this is a tough one considering sample size, but Brian, we'll ask you the question. What do you think?
1: I think if he was, he'd be in there full time. Okay. Dave?
2: I just like the idea of using... Two different running backs of two different styles, and you don't have to just lean completely on one or the other. That's what the Steelers I think would be well suited to do moving forward.
0: Running back by committee. Meet whip twenty-one gives us five. Is that a euro? Is that is that what that sure. is? Sure. Sure. Okay. It's, it's from it's from Germany. He says, I now understand why uh there's never any Steelers coordinator that gets a head coaching interview. Greetings from Germany. Thank you. Meet whip twenty-one. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um <laughs> I, I can't that. think of the last time a Steelers coordinator out after Ken Wisenhunt or Mike Malarkey got even any consideration. Can you all think of any Todd nope. Haley? If you count the uh USFL or XFL, wherever he went. Yeah. Haley um, wasn't getting any nods. No, no, he wasn't. But but I out. will
2: I'll also he ask you one thing. What? What's the, what's the, the job is to hire hire the best coach that could someday be another head coach or to hire a best, the best coach to coordinate that side of the ball. I mean, look at Dick LeBeau. He was a terrible head coach, yeah. but you're not going to talk about him being a terrible defensive coordinator just because you hire someone that's good at that. Doesn't mean all oh, you're making terrible decisions because they couldn't go on to be a head coach. Who's going to say that having Dick LeBeau was a terrible decision as a defensive coordinator? I'm not going that far. I'm not saying that's what's happening here either, but you also have to remember that, that that's another perspective to look at.
0: Yeah. Matty Peverell gives us $2.99 in dingo dollars. He said, Randy needs to do us a favor and invite Canada out of town. Oh, man. I mean, it's – it's this is – I think Brian said it best, and he said there's so much blame to go around that you're – you don't even know where to start. Yeah, <laughs> You really don't – so I'll, I'll let's do it this way. Instead of – we're going to go through the numbers and stuff. Uh, is there a let's talk positives. Can we get some positives out there? Brian, give me a positive from this game. Anything, even if it was that the game ended, like what is a positive for you?
1: George Pickens.
0: Yeah, there you go. He,
1: I mean, catches pretty much everything that comes his way. I'm not sure what the targets, but it seems like when you see for it going towards 14, you feel so much better. You feel like that future is there. Pickens to pick it. I, you know, I won't, uh, I'm not going to absolve anybody. But the best player on that the best wide receiver on that field wearing white was definitely George Pickens, and he's a rookie. And when Dave says that you know, these veterans, the guys that had experience catching the ball needed to lead the way, they should not be conceding to George Pickett, but George Pickens, but it's happening. Dave, a positive for you. I love James
0: Daniels. Yes. Yeah, for sure.
2: Way to come in and take care of things that other people weren't taking care of. You did the right thing. You stood up for your
0: guy. Thank you. I'll take that a step further. I have another player that I want to, I think it is a positive, but I like the fight in some players. Okay. So like Kenny Pickett at the end of the game, fourth quarter, Shaq Lawson tackles him. He thinks it's low. It kind of was. And he takes umbrage too. it, gets up and he decides, I'm going to take some take matters in my own hands. I don't like the quarterback necessarily being in that scrum. I think core for was in there for maybe two seconds and said, I'm out of here. But still, I don't mind. Then, hey, if the if the refs aren't going to call those plays and they're going to let them get away with some of this stuff, you're going to have this. The officials, I thought, let this get out of control. Um, but I, for me, a positive was Kenny Pickett. No, no, thirty-eight to three as in a loss is not something you hang your hat on and say that was my first career start like yeah look at that i thought there was a lot to like about kenny pickett did he make mistakes absolutely were there rookie mistakes you bet did he also show some ridiculous poise the ability to stand in the pocket when he's getting popped in the mouth over and over again he got back up i still want to see a little bit of help on the other end meaning the pass catchers but still i thought kenny pickett yeah, I thought he got acclimated himself proper, properly to the NFL as his in his first career start. Let's get Jason Purdy gives us 499. Said this game exposed Tomlin for sure. We are so poorly coached top to bottom, especially Claypool and Deontay. make Pickens a number 1 and screw it Sims number 2. Uh okay, let's go this let's go this route then. What what of how much are we putting on the coaching staff right now? That's a I think that's a good place to go after that that uh tip. Brian, what do you think?
1: You know what, you know, Mike Tomlin, when he said that, uh, you know, everybody sucked, you know, the blame goes all the way around too. He basically said that because he, like Dave said, he continued to say, we got smashed. And when they asked about changes, they asked about the coaching staff. He said, he basically said, Hey, we were all the way around, you know, it's really, this is tough for me because I don't want to be the guy that is, uh, putting some sugar on on some stuff but <laughs> think about this yeah. and i you know this is where i am making excuses i did not sign up for josh jackson is that his name josh yeah, yeah. I, I didn't sign up for number 16 i didn't sign up for james pierre being back there I didn't sign up for train norwood but that was the hand that was doubt i don't know who was going to make uh Who's going to make lemonade out of those lemons today? I'm not sure. I saw so on the offensive side. I thought it was terrible. There was a couple plays that I didn't like. I, you know, on fourth and five, I'm, I was going for it on fourth and five because of the wind. And yeah, I just didn't like that idea. I was going for it. I wasn't sure about fourth and 13, but that was late in the game. But those, I'm missing those two kicks hurt too. Hey, Boz, he's our guy. We love him. But you know what? He, You can't absolve him either. You got to, other players know how to go ahead and go ahead and kick in the wind. Now, I didn't want to see, I mean, I didn't want to see those guys out there. Buffalo, you saw on the the title, Buffalo was outmanned. I put it. And outman Buffalo overwhelmed the Steelers. So that's not, ex- I mean, I'm not excusing everything for this, but I'm still that guy that thinks that it's not the coaches that are dropping footballs schemes are one thing, having them ready. That's another thing. And I get it. We all have, there are scapegoats that we want to have one finger to, and that's fine. And I have no problem with that. I, uh, if you think that you want to get rid of the head man, not sure who's better right now, because I'm not sure who's going to do better in this situation. The offensive coordinator, yeah, I'm on. I'm kind of on that train. I'm done with the scheme. I think it's terrible. I think it's absolutely terrible. Somebody mentioned in the live chat, hey, Flurries for defensive coordinator. Flurries is a part of the a part of the chemistry set that's putting this all together. So, I, you know, we have these different people that we like, these different people that we don't like. The, the bottom line of the whole thing, the Steelers sucked today. That includes the guys that I love. Everybody as a collective, they were bad. Is there a silver lining? Yeah, I'll probably give you a silver lining at the end of the show. But right now, it's terrible.
0: Dave, in terms of blame game, do you put it more on the coaches or the players? I put it oh, on everyone. There's no one that's 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 free
2: of blame. I mean, you could talk about oh well, Kenny Pickett his first start did whatever he could, but I mean, there's a few players here and there, but you can't say that there's someone who's set aside from blame. It goes, it goes from the players top to bottom. It goes from the coaches top to bottom. No one is excused from from a game like this and for people that want to put it all on players or all on coaches i'm going to tell you you're wrong cuz it's on both of them it really is so it's just how it goes and also for those people that are like this team is so talented and the coach like, where are you seeing that talent i mean you look at buffalo there's talent I mean, the, the Steelers couldn't get anywhere close to getting home to Josh Allen. The, you know, the offensive line is doing things. The wide receivers are doing things. The defense next man up philosophy there. They're doing things. They're, they're holding the Steelers off. It, sometimes it's just not your day is what you have to look at. When players that are usually your solid as a rock players, like a Chris Boswell missing two, Granted, they shouldn't have even been kicked, but still missing two. When it's Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, on a long pass, the the both of them have their hands on it, and it seems like for a second he's the one ripping it away, and then he loses it. It's just, Sometimes you just have one of those days that nothing goes right, but the problem is, are the steel, is it one day, or is this what we're going to expect every day? Because you can't have this every day. You've got to get rid of this day and make it a new day. And that's coaches, that's players, that's everything.
0: Israelite acquiring knowledge gives us $5. As Canada should have never been hired, and Austin has always been an average defensive coordinator. Their Tomlin hires, and he gets no pass. Okay, like I said, a lot of people are going to blame the coaching staff. I get it. Uh, there's plenty of blame to go around. We'll put it that way. All right, let's get some more up here. Wilson Pava gives us nine ninety nine. Pickens is a legit wide receiver one. KP eight looked like a fighter. Daniels has been consistently improving and protecting KP eight like a champ. What the Steelers need is our defensive backs and a different OC and DC, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. How do you justify forty one on Digs? He's talking about Robert Spillane. Uh, no, you can't. And what you realize too is that what the Steelers wanted to do is that they wanted a three safety look in certain packages. They don't have their three safeties. DeMonte Casey was that third safety, and so that's what Robert Splane's doing out there. So if and when they get all three healthy, you might not see Robert Splain as much in those passing situations. Uh, Jason Purdy gives us nine ninety nine. So Tomlin makes the same excuses and never makes any significant changes. Not a lot of accountability going around. Players made mistakes, but it's the same stuff every year. I'll even give Rooney blame. Okay. Go ahead, dude.
2: Never make significant changes. They went to their other quarterback this week. Don't say never. I mean, come on. I mean, could they make more changes? Sure. I still, I don't know what these changes are going to be to make this team suddenly as good as the Buffalo Bills, other than say, let's go back in time and just get different players. But to say never made change, he went to Kenny Pickett at halftime last week and everything. So don't, don't say never when that comes out. I mean,
0: yeah that and bothers me. <laughs> that's true. Um, and, and let's also remember one thing here, folks, there, there's a lot of people that are already looking ahead, like off season moves. Remember that there's a new general manager, new personnel department. We have no clue what that's going to look like. And I'm not talking about it right now. After week five, Brent green gives us $5. he said, if this becomes a consistent problem with Tomlin, why did the Steelers not look at Eric B or a college coach? Well, if you're talking about coordinator, I hate to tell you this, but Matt Canada was a college coach, and he was that college mind that a lot of he people was the big college
2: before. guy that was going to be the next NFL yeah. thing.
0: So keep that in mind. Uh, in terms of head coaches, I mean, you look at some of the college coaches that have come up to the NFL, not necessarily the best track record. Um, so I, I don't really want to go down that rabbit hole because it could be long and exhausting all at the same time. All right, let's get this uh, four ninety nine Leo C. Thank you for the tip. He said we knew this stretch was going to be tough with Pickett coming in for week five. It can only get better from here. I'm gonna add in, right? Right, guys, yeah. it can only get better get from worse. here, right? <laughs> it can't get worse, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, the super chats continue. Brandon Keene gives us 999. He said, Is the way the Steelers do business outdated? Retool, not rebuild. Is it working when you build through the draft? but finished way short of a super bowl. Is it worth it? Haven't seen been super bowl competitors since 2017. Well, remember if you're on the Jeff Hartman plan, this is still part of that process. Yeah. You hope to win games during your rebuild retool, whatever you want to call it, but they're not, they're not done. This is not it. This is not them saying, haha, we did it. They are obviously trying to rebuild their roster. They've done a lot of work on the offensive side of the ball, very young on offense, Defense is now where the attention is probably going to go, especially the defensive line. Dave clamoring to talk. What do you want to say, Dave?
2: How many higher draft picks have the Steelers had in recent years since one Trent Jordan Watt that we feel like as fans that they've that they're really doing something as rookies, and then we're really worried about how they're painting out as they're getting towards the end of their rookie contracts.
0: How many is that?
2: I mean, just higher draft picks. You know, even even two years ago, oh, Kevin Dotson is a rookie. He looks to be doing great. He's He now seems like he's one of the weaker spots on the offensive line, but the offensive line is, is, isn't the huge concern that we thought it was going to be coming in. You know, and someone like a Chase Claypool who took off crazy as a rookie. Now people are ready for them to be done. Devin Bush, same kind of deal. So the question is, is that player development, is that player, is that... Coaching is that is that assessing the player whenever they come out. People are now doing the same thing about Najee Harris. So as as they move past that first year and the future is bright. I don't have the answer to that, but that is something you kind of have to look at in recent years.
0: Brian, you haven't spoken in a while. Anything you want to add? I'm speechless right now.
1: <laughs> I am mm. absolutely speechless. I i mean, we're trying to... Everybody is grasping at straws right now. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about the Buccaneers game at this point. Well, really,
0: <laughs> Hold on, answer this one, Brian. This is from Steeler League. He's $1.99. Thank you very much. He said, does AR2, Art Rooney II, deserve blame for years of complacency? What do you think? You know what?
1: Look back. I mean, I've, I've followed this team through... The '80s have followed the, through '98, the '99, and 2000 when the sky was falling and everybody wanted Bill Cowher replaced. I've watched these things. They were blaming Dan Rooney for being complacent. Why won't they? Why won't they fire Cowher? But they always th- seem like they have a plan. You know, they they the one thing that R2 said two years ago is we're going to get a running game here. We have got to get a running game together. He brought the running back in, but and they try to they try to improve the offensive line. I don't think it went the way they wanted to. One thing that I'm gonna say, and I'll get poo-pooed on, and I have no problem for that. But when you're drafting all these years at 20 and 24, and like 17 is your best draft position all these years even through missing the playoffs you're still drafting in the 20s you're not getting those superstars that jacksonville who's playing well buffalo and the jets who who had a you know a good couple of weeks you know you don't have those guys the steelers consistently win with guys that are picked in the last part of the first round of the draft And this will go back. I I heard somebody say, you know, I'd love for the Steelers to get a cornerback in the first round, but they don't know how to draft corners. No, the corners that you're drafting in the twenties, when you do draft one, yeah, not as good as a guy as a franchise guy that you would get at number three, if you're continually drafting up there. So those teams that are always drafting in the top five, yeah, they're going to do a whole lot better because guess what their second round pick, is the equivalent is picked not that far away from where the Steelers have been drafting in the first round, so you know we can go ahead and blame Art Rooney too for the complacency. But he's seen this formula work for a long, long time, and they're they're go they're um, yeah. I'm reaching with my excuses. So uh, hey, w- what do you want from me? Either they suck, and you don't like like the team, and you go away. Or you say, hey, we're at the beginning of this whole thing. We're here. We're at the beginning. We're going to see what this team looks like, like Jeff said, in two to three years. That's what you look at here. You might be on the ground floor or something. Sometimes you do have to push the reset. I wasn't ready to push the reset yet. Now I'm a lot closer to doing it. But if you want to bail on this team, go ahead. But you know what? I'm sticking around. And here's the reason I'm sticking around. Because they're putting some things together. And this formula has worked before. Fire everybody you want to fire. Go ahead. But you don't have the opportunity to do that because you don't own the team. You've been a fan of this family-run team since 1933. And if you haven't been because you weren't alive, your parents were. And you're descendants of Steeler fans. And that is what has happened with this team. So go ahead. I mean, there's no answer right now. The answer is be patient. They're going to turn it around. We don't want to be patient. We're spoiled. We love what I, we love this team, and we want to see him win. You want to point to excuse here, excuse here, and excuse here. You're not going to get Jalen Ramsey at the number 27 pick. You're not
0: going to get guys like that. Dave, anything that you want to add in? We've got a lot of super chats here.
2: Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say um the difference with the Steelers in the past and now is they had a franchise quarterback. All you can do right now is you gotta see if you got the franchise quarterback moving forward. Right. So that should be the most important thing because you know you'll see it in later super chats coming up about oh, well, this team did this because, because of even though they had that. But you know what? It all starts there, and it's just <laughs> What are you going to do? You got to go out there next week and play another game. You know, you're not calling. You're you're not calling up the the Bucks and say, you know what? We're kind of injured. We're kind of banged up, and we suck right now. Let's just not play it next week. That's not happening. You got to get ready to go out there and play it again in seven days.
0: Play hard. All right. Play hard. Wilson Papa gives us four ninety nine. said, we're not retooling this year. We're re- we're rebuilding. We have the first overall right now. Is that true? The Steelers have the first overall pick? Maybe. All yeah, because the, because the the Texans con- won. <laughs> oh, wow. That's fantastic. Um, Oh, my gosh. I don't want to talk about the draft. <laughs> no. I don't want to either. Brandon King gives us another four ninety nine. Thank you very much. He said, my point was more should we look more to free agency instead of relying on the draft always? Aren't we due for a big bag next year? Dave, what does the salary cap look like for next year? Do we know? I don't care. Oh, I don't know. You got What the this?
2: The salary cap next year? What is year? The okay.
0: expected space? Well, the th- it's... over the counter always has that stuff. Over the counter. <laughs> <laughs> over the cap. That's become over the counter.
2: <laughs> no, I mean right now they're they have cap space of like thirty four million for for next year, but they only have thirty six players under contract. So. Right. You, I mean, you're going to be using that money to fill up stuff, and somewhat, but and they'll move some things around and this, that, and the other stuff. But that's I mean, there's only anyways. so much you can do.
0: I the mean, salary but right, cap is a myth, anyways. All right. I mean, right Let's now,
2: come. man, 22 million hit for Cam Hayward next year is like, come on, <sighs> that's a lot. So
0: Jason Purdy gives us another 4.99. He said, stopping Tampa's running game next week will be rough, but Brady's looking very human right now. Doesn't look like doesn't look the same. We can pull it off, but the offense has to score.
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. Did anyone see that that replay?
0: What replay?
2: Tom Brady, Atlanta's trying to get the ball back to to tie or win the game. I can't remember what the score was, but they were down. And they made the play, and they sacked Tom Brady. And on a regular sack where where he goes down, doesn't fall on him, falls to the side to pull him down, they called roughing the passer for Tampa to win the game. It Man. was something – I mean, it, he almost laid him down on the ground. You look at Kenny Pickett getting drilled on that run, and they won't throw a flag. But Tom Brady actually had his shoulder hit the ground while another player touched him, and therefore it was a penalty for them to win.
0: I'll have to check that out. I, I'm sure that'll be <laughs> oh, <right. it's> bad. <laughs> Matty Peverell gives us uh, $7.99 in dingo dollars. He said, well, bad. The way they're playing, they're going to get a top pick, so they'll have a chance to prove you right. Yeah. And Maddie. The- no. Actually,
1: Maddie, like go back and look at 1988
0: when they were two and when
1: they had four games to play and they were two and something and they were a horrible team actually 88 yeah 88 they won three of their last four and guess what the fans watching those games were happy because they can't root against their team so yeah great wes i'm sorry bad you're wrong hey guess what Come on the show, Wes, and come up with the great answers <laughs> that you can come up with to fix this. All right. Because you right. know what? People right. are dropping footballs. You want to blame everything in drafting? People are dropping balls. This is a bad offense. It's not working. The scheme's bad. You got to
2: remember, when everything goes right, is because the Steelers did what you wanted them to do. And whenever everything goes wrong, it's because they didn't do what you
1: wanted them to do. Correct. People That's were just, thrilled when which is you how drafted Harris, when mm-hmm. you drafted this guy, when you brought in James Daniel, when you brought in even Claypool. People were like, hey, I called that Claypool pick. It was awesome. But when it goes wrong, hindsight, I'm probably the only one here that will tell you when I'm wrong.
0: I'm wrong weekly. <laughs> I've been... <laughs> I don't know what else I have to do. I mean, all you do is pay. I was attention. wrong once, but
2: here I was mistaken.
0: Yes, that's stage. That's Dave's I know. Uh Knight Rider 16 gives us five dollars. The Patriots drafted low for 20 plus years and still competed. The Browns and Jets drafted top five for several years and still sucked. That's true. Okay, let's the go. the Steelers uh, have
1: competed the last 20 years. And the Patriots missed the playoffs
0: recently. Well, let's yeah. remember one. One, one bad passes. year,
2: Brian, and it now means that they're the worst, they've been the worst team since the seventies.
0: Well, let's remember one thing here, folks. It is also just week six. Now we're in week yeah. six. You know They played five games out of 17. Let's mm-hmm. see how things uh, figure out here. Uh, let's go to Liberty Library.com it says, all I am saying is Kenny is here to stay. The Steelers just need an offensive coordinator that has his size of mobbles. We'll put it that way. Uh, defense is a major issue as well. Why so many open players? That is the question of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson Pavos, the game ball this week goes to bad. Throwing out the straight facts. Thank you, Wilson, for the tip. Oh my gosh, you all are
1: antigoes. $4.99, by the way. <laughs> What's that? That's, that's that $4.99 is going to me. That's 199 Okay, then I'm taking $3 from somebody else. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay. um, So we we to look at stats. (laughs) I'm trying, Dave. I got me. I swear. I'm trying to run this. uh, I'm going to run this thing right into the rocks as I'm going to do. Run this. Okay. Kenny Pickett, 34 of 52, 327 yards. It's a new Steelers record for a rookie quarterback throwing both at completions and yardage as a rookie in their first start. Uh, He averaged 6.3 yards per pass, no touchdowns. He was intercepted once, was sacked three times. One of those was one of those Mitch Trubisky idiot runs. He's got to learn to just throw the ball away. 74.8 rating. So let's talk specifically KP8. Brian, what were your thoughts?
1: Good, but not good enough. You know, I I, I think there's signs of brilliance in him. I really like him as a quarterback. If I go ahead and say that his receivers are dropping balls, then I'm going to get blasted from somebody saying that, Hey, it's maybe he's throwing him in bad situations. He's a raw rookie right now. He, I would have loved to have seen him get at least one or two touchdowns. I would have not been embarrassed and as upset right now if that game was 38 to 17. But, you know, Kenny still did not, I mean, Kenny still did not get it in the end zone, but he was put in a lot of positions where they were going backwards when he was going forward. But, he was throwing him in some bad spots too.
0: Dave, thoughts on KP8?
2: Well, I mean, 206 yards on 21 completions on 32 attempts in the second half when the Bills, you know, were giving up some underneath stuff, but if, if you can put up a lot of stats in between the t- in, in between the t- 20s, but you've got to finish off. But it was his first start also. You you expect this to get better week after week after week after week for the rookie yeah was the interception just a ball that was really underthrown to to Deontay Johnson yeah it was it was at the end of the half and it didn't cost him anything but you you still don't want to see a pass like that but if he's going to make a mistake I'd rather him make it in that situation right there than in, in an even bigger situation somewhere else you he I don't want to just say, oh, well, he gets a pass because he's Kenny Pickett and he was a first-round draft pick and and he's a rookie. But you also have di- – it's not that they get a pass, it's just you have different expectations. There are just such different expectations with Kenny Pickett because you know it's a starting point that it's supposed to be moving forward from. And that point started at halftime last week. It's got to keep moving forward. They got to be able to finish. Um don't know that that's all on Kenny, but the whole offense has to be able to finish um, – with however they can get it done
0: here's my thing the eye test okay i did not get to see the entirety of this game because i hate direct tv but other than that the moments that i did get to see if i were just some lemming that didn't know anything about football i knew enough to know if i was seeing what was good or bad but i didn't know kenny pickett was a rookie if i watched that game would i know he's a rookie that was, that was the question. And the answer is no, I would not have known that he's a rookie. We know that he's a rookie and we look for certain things like running out of bounds instead of throwing it away. It's equates to a sack. But other than that, I would have not have known that he was a rookie. Then I look at the Buffalo bills defense, which you still have to remember. They deploy a defense here too. That is paid a lot of money to stop the opposing offense. Look at their rankings coming into this game. A lot of single digits, a lot of them, very straight, up and down one league's best. So when you look at things like that, I look at this game in a different lens with Kenny Pickett. I thought he played great. I thought he played great. First start on the road, hostile environment, very good defense going up against. Did he make mistakes? Like I said earlier, yes. I thought he played very admirably. Yes. The red zone offense is going to be better, has to be better. Third down has to be better. He also showed some really good stuff on third downs earlier. Like Dave said, those in between the twenties. So you have to, when the field gets shorter, shoot, there were years Ben Roethlisberger, a future hall of famer struggled with this stuff. I mean, what are your expectations? We we want them to be high, but they also have to be realistic. So, uh, Kenny Pickett, a little bit split, split, uh, thoughts there. That's, that's fine. Matty Pebble gives us another seven 99 and dingo dollars. That I literally said you will be proven right on that? You know, I don't even think there's good talent after the first 15 picks. Anyways, far out. My right. apologies. Are you all done? <laughs> I mean, seriously, goodness <laughs> gracious. Okay. I just said my apologies. I know. I know. To so Matty P. Trying- <laughs> yes. We're just trying to move it forward. Here we go. Let's talk about the running game. Not, not good. Jalen Warren leads the team with five carries, 24 yards. Najee Harris, 11 for 20. Kenny Pickett, one for 10. That was before he got blasted as he slid, and then uh, it finishes seventeen carries, fifty-four yards, three point two. That's not going to help their ranking. Uh, so, what do you all think about the running game? They had to abandon it, but Brian, what were your thoughts?
1: It's not there. It's it really. I mean, yeah, they did have to abandon it. So, it, you know, it's it's really tough to say uh Najee did not do too much so if I'm giving this this running game a grade I can't give it a very good one.
0: Dave, thoughts on the running game? Gets kind of taken away from
2: you based on on game situation, I feel that if they would have had more consistency in the running game, you wouldn't have had the 3-3 three, three and outs in the first half in a row that basically put the game away, meaning not the only thing there was a lot of things that put that game out of reach early on, but that was one thing. If you were either going to have to have to shut down the bills, which wasn't happening, or you had to keep pace and the Steelers didn't do either. So when you look at it offensively, there were some times where it was run, run, pass, punt, you know, if you got more, if you ran the ball more efficiently consistently because I mean there was some great runs on first down as well some six seven yard runs at times on first down but also when you run it and you only get one yard on first down do you abandon that and then just go pass pass oh no incompletion you, you can't be swayed in the win. I see so many complaints that the Steelers abandon the run too soon or they ran the ball too much if both of those things are being said then there's probably somewhere in the middle they just needed to do a little bit better with it man it takes so many little things that you've got to make sure you continue to do it constantly in order to sustain a drive. And it it just didn't happen.
0: The Steelers were down 17, three in the blink of an eye. I mean, what are you, anyone that's criticizing the running game? What are you doing? You're not going (laughs) to run your way back into that game. You just weren't. They were, the bills were scoring in two plays. You're not going to run your way back into that game. So, <laughs>
2: the one try so was won. Won. Yeah. one. So was,
0: one was two. Right. So I'm not going to criticize the running <laughs> yeah. game because they're down by that many points. You're going to throw the ball yeah. 51 times with Kenny Pickett to try to get you, back in. You have to. Any criticism of the running game to me in this week is just completely moot. Brian, go ahead.
1: The, the only thing that I'll say is continuing to go to the running play like it was scripted before you decided to let Kenny Pickett throw 51 times. There seemed to be a lot of first down run, second down run, third third down. Kenny tried to get us out of trouble.
2: In other words, Brian, you're saying they should have gone. The the plan of Pickett having to throw so much, they should have even been willing to go to that plan even sooner.
1: Correct. Yeah. If that's what they yeah. they were yeah. foreseeing,
2: Yeah. They weren't. I don't think <laughs> – I think it took the Steelers and the coaches a little bit longer to realize when the game was out of reach – but before the rest of us,
0: <laughs> this game went sideways really quick. Yes, I mean, it did really <laughs> quick. And it could have been even worse. It yeah. could have been even worse. That's a scary thing. All right, let's get Brandon Keene. He gave us another four ninety nine. He said one game out of second place, two games out of first, just played the best team in the league. Rookie quarterback, no defensive player of the year. Banged up D. Let's take a breath. Thank you, Brandon, for some uh, kind of bringing it full circle. So to speak, as we continue to talk about that, Tyler W gives us $2. There were no holes could not open things up. Yeah. But there's no holes. It's pretty obvious. They could just pin their ears. Sometimes there
2: were, they ran well, but not all the time. Yeah.
0: Knight rider 16 gives us $10. And sometimes I feel like the run design out of the shotgun is just too easy to identify for the defense. Plus the running back doesn't get a running start, uh, lined up beside the quarterback. Well, here's what I would love to see night rider. If you're going to have the quarterback and shotgun, you do what we all said, Ben Roethlisberger couldn't do run pass options. That's how you keep a defense honest is you, let the quarterback and Kenny Pickett is very adept at putting the ball in the the running back's belly, reading the tackles, pulling it, he can run it, he can throw it, use your players to their best abilities. And they're still figuring out Kenny Pickett. I understand that, but you're right. They they don't have they don't have the quarterback under center a lot, so we'll see. We should see. All right, let's go to the receivers here. George Pickens leads the Steelers, six catches on eight targets for 83 yards. Deontay Johnson, five catches on 13 targets for 60 yards. Chase Claypool, five of nine targets for 50. Zach Gentry, five of six for 43. Jalen Warren, four for 39. Najee Harris, three for 16. And Connor Hayward, Pat Fryermeath, Miles Boykin, and Derek Watt, all caught passes in this game. What do you think about the pass catchers? Brian, we'll start with you.
1: (sighs) George Pickens, I think he's phenomenal.
0: Uh, how many targets did you say? Seven. Who? George Pickens. Pickens had eight.
1: Eight. He had eight. Six, six catches had, on six eight catches targets. on eight targets. Okay, I'm
0: not remembering the uh, the two that he missed. Yeah, in,
2: I'm trying to think of them as well.
0: Uh, I think it they were late. Like, like one of those. One was play- in the fourth quarter because I was listening on the radio when the game mm-hmm. got shut off and they said. Uh, it would have been a really difficult catch. I think it was along the sideline. Well,
1: mm-hmm. uh, one was the hand and the uh, the foot in the hand going yes. down that was out of bounds, and Dave explained that the, the hand is not going to count. That's something in bound. the
2: NFL, so, the rule that they have, where they say any body part except a hand equals a foot.
1: Well, then you could have told Tony Romo that because he was begging for them to challenge that. I,
2: I wasn't on TV at that yep. time, but that's yes. why they didn't say anything on the radio. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, it's... I thought, I think Pickens is absolutely phenomenal. I think he's a gamer. I think he knows it. I think he's the superstar of that team. But the two guys that need to be catching the ball better did not. We talked about that early on. So if you're looking at individuals, Pickens is great. The tight ends don't have a problem with the tight ends. But I'm I'm pointing my finger at Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. I thought Johnson was worse than Claypool this week.
0: All right, Dave, thoughts on the pass catchers? Thoughts on the
1: pass catchers. Just catch
0: the passes
2: and we're, and we're good. There was, yeah, catch it. I mean, I'm not saying that they didn't catch it. I'm just saying you've got the pass catcher's job right now was to do everything for your young quarterback. I think I said it earlier in the show. You've got to do everything for your young quarterback to where – if you're his mistakes aren't magnified. So therefore your mistakes have to be, have to be negligible. So small that they don't even matter. That's what really the, that's the job of the pass catchers right now. And they, they, they still need to get there.
0: What about when your quarterback makes really good throws and you don't make those catches either? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm (laughs) saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I talked about this Mm -hmm. earlier in the show, in case you late, late joining us or you were just asleep. And it is that, the the Steelers pass catchers just need to make the make the easy catches. The what, what is it? Uh, Mike Tomlin always says make the routine catches routinely. Yeah, and then make those extra catches that you're going to help out your quarterback. And that that's the case with every quarterback in the NFL. Sometimes you got to be bailed out a bad throw. I think back to last week against the Jets when everyone loved the play by Pickett. When Quinnen Williams is bearing down on him, he gets that pass off to Firemuth. That was a phenomenal catch by Pat Fryermuth. No one is giving him the credit that he needs when it came to, it was behind him. And it was understandably so behind him because he had to get rid of the ball so quick. Great catch. He made a play for his quarterback. George Pickens makes plays for his quarterback. The other guys have to do it as well. Okay. Let's, uh, I feel like we talked about the, well, let's talk about the offensive line here. They gave up three sacks. Again, we talked about one of those was on picket when he scrambled the old Mitch Trubisky sack. So, uh, what did you all think about the offensive line, uh, Dan Moore? Couple false starts, uh, but ultimately, what are your thoughts, Brian? Go ahead.
1: I thought slightly better than average. I I think they're improving. the uh, The problem in this game was, I mean, you, you're going to get sacks, especially with a defense like that. The biggest problem for me in this game was what we just talked about—that it was the fact that Pickens would was getting excuse me pickett was getting the ball off and his guys were not helping him out so the offensive line you know when they give up one or two and if he's being chased and he throws and they drop him they they're not helping the offensive line out but the thing about this is i don't feel like kenny pickett was running for his life
0: okay dave offensive line
2: well, if you're talking about 55 dropbacks with three th- with three sacks, that's a pretty low percentage, but I'm also going to say something else. With the way the thing started with the game, with us being able to watch it, the way things finished the game, being able to watch it, it's hard to assess the offensive line when you're doing it on the radio. It really is. I'm going to have to go back and watch the replay with NFL Plus in order to try to see what to say there. I'll just say it once again because I said it before. Um... I don't know how his play was the rest of the game, but James Daniels going to bat for Kenny Pickett, that right there gives him a gold medal for me.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. Let's talk about the defense because they did give up 38 points in the game. And, <laughs> yeah. yes, I want killer. to talk
2: about that a little bit.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah, I think someone in the live chat said, Dude, you guys are just talking about the pass catchers. Well, we always start with we the We always offenses. go through we it We always go through this way. So, like, if you're just a first-time listener, just understand it's the way we do it. The defense gives up 38. Let's listen to this here. Josh Allen, 20 of 31, only throws it 31 times for 424 yards, a 13.7 average, four touchdowns. All in the first half, was it? I think no,
2: yes, no, because yes. the I think their second half touchdown was a rush, You're it was right. James Cook. He
0: was, yeah, he was intercepted one time by Levi Wallace of the Steelers, former Bill, did not get sacked. I uh, was at a 134.1 rating, that's almost perfect. And I look at the Steelers quarterback hits, they had one, one stinking quarterback hit. And it's from Minka Fitzpatrick. What did I miss there? I don't even remember that play. Uh, so yeah, the pass rush was non-existent. The big plays were numerous, whether it's on the ground, whether, you know, James Cook's 24 yard run, Devin Singletary had a 23 yard run. Josh Allen had a 21 yard run. Then you talk about passing. You had the 98 yard pass to uh, Gabe Davis. Uh, you had a 41 yarder to Stefan Diggs, a 31 yarder to Khalil Shakir, Isaiah Hodgins with 26, Quentin Morris with 26. It's incredible how how fast the Bills moved the ball down the field and just in chunks. It was not a methodical, we're gonna lull you to sleep, dink and dunk, West Coast style. It was we're gonna we're gonna ran the ball right down your throat one way or the other. So Brian. Like the floor is open with the defense. I'm going to let you pick what we talk about first because there's there's a myriad of ways we could go. All right, the, here's the problem. I know
1: we had injuries come into play. We're not making that excuse. If we tried to, it's you know, it just doesn't it, it just doesn't work. Those guys aren't in there. Here's the problem. I saw nothing that I loved on defense. Sure, you know it's nice to get an interception by Levi Wallace, but they had their way with this team there was i mean just from the very beginning you know a third down on and a 98 yard pass just should not happen in that situation the biggest play in buffalo bills history the biggest play to go against the steelers in history on on a pass play on an, on the offense it's never been it's never been worse and when they were on the one yard line tony romo made you probably didn't hear this because you didn't have the game, but Tony Romo made a comment. Well, it could be even worse for the Steelers on this one. They could go ninety-nine, and that's I, I heard that
2: one. <laughs>
1: it, 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 and the thing about it, there was—I no, mean, you—we talked about the offense for the long for a long time, and they didn't do anything to to keep the Steelers in this game. But the, there was the defense kept them out of the game. There's a difference. The offense was fighting to get back through it. The defense, as bad as the offense was, the defense was a thousand times worse to me.
0: Well, let's also keep this in mind because Tyler W. gives us $2 and he says the defense kept the score from being 45 to three, yay. You think about the turnovers that the Bills had, (laughs) both were in the red zone. The interception by Levi Wallace, probably at least a field goal, and then a goal line fumble into the end zone for a touchback. I mean, when you think about that, you're looking at, this could have gotten even, I mean, worse beyond belief. So it's, it's, I I don't know, Dave, go ahead. You have the floor. Now talk about the defense. Go ahead. I'll talk about,
2: I'm going to throw this out for both defense and offense. And this is if you're frustrated with the coaches, this should really be your point of emphasis. And that is, why is it the other team can scheme to get what they want against you rather than you do what you want against them on both sides of the ball? The Bills can scheme Stefan Diggs being guarded by Robert Spillane. Yep. How can you do that? you should have it better than that that is it that what you're doing is just known so much or you don't really have enough flexibility within your own scheme to keep those kind of things from happening now i also understand when your quarterback it's or your sorry cornerbacks at the end of the game are Josh Jacobs and James Pierre wow if you would have told me that going into week 1 that's going to be who finish who's going to be finishing out your games uh, before 6 weeks into the season i, was, I would have been like Okay. James Pierre must be playing very well. And, and who, you know, that's frustrating, but just take the excuses out of it. Just why is it that the defense has to react to the offense? Why can't the defense impose their will? Is it, I understand they were they they were trying to cover for a lot. I mean, you're basically asking Minka Fitzpatrick to try to cover for not having your other safety that you used to play with. You're asking Alex Highsmith to be as much as T.J. Watt as you can because he's not out there as well. But it, it comes to a point where it's just like, you know what? This is what we got. Let's just go. I would have been okay if the Steelers would have taken a shot of trying to do something different, and it didn't work. I'm trying to remember a couple of years ago when they did that in a, in a game they were not supposed to win. They took the shot, it didn't work, and Coach Talman said we tried something different, and that and it actually worked worse for us. Oh well, I, I would have been fine with that here because lining up against that team, it was just it was really frustrating to see the defense. I mean, they hold them to a third and long, and next thing you know, there's a, just a wide open guy on the sideline. That they just that, that they just complete the pass to. It's almost like it didn't matter. Well, we know what the Steelers will do on third down. So if we do good things on the first two downs, that's fine. But we know we're going to get this look on third down, and we'll be able to run these plays, and it won't be a problem. It's almost like they like you might as well we, take a knee for two downs and say so we can get your third down defense because we know exactly
0: how to beat it. Yeah, I, and 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 here's here's what this all stems back to. Fans want change. They want some type of change. So when this happens, by this, the Steelers get blown out on the road. They want to see a change. Let's let's see the change. The media is asking Mike Tomlin about this in the post-game press conference. And I wish Mike Tomlin would have said, what change do you think will be actually an improvement? So Robert Spillane has issues in coverage. We know this. This is not new. What what else are you going to do? Mark Robinson? Is he better? In coverage? I don't think so. He's had some issues there in, in the in training camp in the preseason. Is Marcus Allen better? Miles Killebrew? Maybe. I don't know. The problem is, is that the team doesn't have really a lot of answers on their current roster. And someone brought up in the live chat, you know, oh, man, w- at what point does the scouting department get blamed? Because there's no depth on this team at all. Every team, when you have a ton of injuries, starts to deal with this. It's... you you lose your defensive player of the year. And I was the one that said it can't be just one guy. It it shouldn't be, but it is. So I ask you this question before we go to final thoughts, which streak ends first, the Steelers find a way. I'm, shoot, I'm trying to, I guess I'll, let me just ask you this way. Will the Steelers ever win a game without TJ? Watt? <laughs> Brian, go ahead.
1: I, I really think so. I, I, I really think so. I I mean for some reason I'm thinking it's next week. I'm already Tony right now. I'm woo, I'm calling for them to beat Tampa and the Buccaneers if they if they can get some luck, if they can play a sound game, but we haven't seen them do that. Um TJ Watt's not going to be back for what three or four weeks maybe with this possible last setback, you know, they've got to win before before then. And we've seen this before, where they'll they'll turn out a win, even when they're horrible. They'll go ahead and throw in a win there to start messing with us. We saw this team be two and six (laughs) in two thousand thirteen at the break. We saw two thousand (laughs) six be two and six at the at the halfway point, and they they both end up eight and eight. One was a Cowher coach team, one was a Tomlin coach team. So, and they even started at 0-1-4 that year. You know, sometimes they get together because other teams have problems too. I, I really don't foresee this team. And this is honestly, uh, this is me being honest. I don't see them being the worst team in the NFL this year. Right now, I'm I'm not going to say that they're going to put it together and put this big win streak together because the components don't seem to be there, but the, this streak is going to, uh they're going to win a game before TJ Watt comes back.
0: All right, Dave, will they ever win a game without TJ Watt?
2: Yeah. I just don't know if it'll be this year or not. Let's we'll <laughs> see. Depends <laughs> on how long TJ Watt's out. Honestly, Um, if it's past the bye or not. I think it's. Um, the bye. That's yeah. Pretty, yes. I mean, but I, I'm like Brian, I'm still looking for the next week and you know, what's really good. The Pittsburgh Steelers aren't playing the Buffalo Bills this next week. Some people are like, "Oh, it's the Tampa Bay Bucks." I, I think I think the Bills would have crushed the Bucks today too. Probably not thirty-eight to three crush, but I think they would have as well. So, a lot of this looks really bad. It really does, but all you can do is come out and play again next week. It, it's you're not. I said before, you're not handing in the season and saying, you know, we're not going to play anymore. This team's got to come out and see what they can do. And you've, you've got to find something to build on. You got to find something to build on. And like Brian was saying, George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, that could be your one thing that you're just going to try to build on. Okay. Build on something, get moving forward. But, but man, I think Jeff said this for a while, it's going to be a rough ride. Yes, That wasn't my closing thoughts, though, because I have other stuff for that. I'll do my closing <laughs>
0: thoughts. I'll do my final thoughts first, and that is that as a coach, when I coached, and yes, it was high school, um, and it wasn't football. It doesn't matter. There were games where you had these types of performances, and you know what we do? We would watch the film, and then after they say, we're not watching that again, and I, I would literally just put it aside. Like it's, We're moving on. Like There's no need to dwell on it anymore. We're moving on. Defensively, what is there to be gleaned from that other than Look at all the mistakes you all made. Instead, let's focus on doing it right against Tampa Bay. Let's get Tampa Bay's defense, their, their, their offensive scheme. Let's figure it out. Let's try to get the best team we have. You just got to start moving forward. And it's difficult as fans. We dwell on this stuff more than players do, probably. Why? Because the players have to physically start to prepare their bodies for next week, starting now. We go to jobs, go to school go to whatever. And we sit and think about it and we're around friends and they like other teams. And maybe you live in Maryland and you're around the stupid purple team fans. And they're like, Oh, you guys think, well, yeah, right now the Steelers do stink. Yeah, they do. We dwell on it. The team, is gonna try? They they have to. You just got to throw this one in the trash, and you got to try to move on. And hopefully, you know, a, a, a Brian Davis prediction coming to fruition next week. A win against Tampa Bay would be just what the doctor ordered. So we will see. I want to get this on the screen first. Liberty Library Com gives us two dollars. Did we get a TD? Gish. No, they didn't. <laughs> Thank you for the tip, though. All right, uh, Dave or uh, Brian, no, whoever Brian wants go. to go. Brian, go ahead. You can do your final thoughts.
1: Boy, have uh, I've been struggling being positive today and we're all frustrated you are all frustrated i get it you have every right to be frustrated with this team i'm frustrated too but where my frustration is is trying to figure out where the wins are going to come this season and i'm not ready to write it off it could be because no matter how hard you try it's hard to win against root against the team that that you've always supported just to get that, just to get that certain draft pick that you don't even know that's going to pan out. You know, we've seen runs, we've seen one in four recently with duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph at quarterback, and they got up to eight and five. Am I saying that's not going to happen, but that's what I'm watching for. So everybody, I encourage you to find out what's going to make you stick around. And obviously, if there were 550 people in the live chat today, then you're sticking around. You're frustrated, and you're spewing venom because you're angry, and that's okay. But what I want you to do is figure out when your breaking point is. And when they win, are you going to have the satisfaction when they win that second game and that fourth game if it happens? That's what you got to ask yourself, what's more important, seeing them win when they're struggling and have that aha moment that might just light a fire or rooting for them to lose just so you can pick a guy next year? All right, Dave, go ahead.
0: Final thoughts.
2: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff early, middle, and late. A few times people um, coming up about Presley-Harvin, and I, I could break into that, but, you know, us saying that this team stinks, apparently all we're doing is making excuses for them because um, some people in the live chat, or I would say, no, I don't want to call them that, but it does rhyme with schmitty it. Um, But I, I will say this. All the punts were terrible in one direction and all the punts were good in the other. So,
0: the other team just didn't punt
2: (laughs) well, and when they did, they punted in the right direction. So, I this is a really tough one to gauge the punting on. If you want to do it, gauge it on, on one where the wind wasn't absolutely insane. But now let's move on to actually talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what we might be dealing with? How many years. Has Steelers fans heard that this team isn't very good and we do we expect them to finish last of the division uh you know with the, from the national pundits and things like that and we're like now nah, these people don't know what they're talking about and what has the Steelers done? they've turned around they've become first and second of the division they've done much better than what's been expected over years past. It might finally be that Steelers fans heard that the Steelers aren't very good and they just simply aren't very good but you're only as bad as your last game. And you're only as good as your last game. So the Steelers are really bad right now. They've got to come out and give a better performance this week, or it's just, it's just going to be more of this type of discussion after the game. But you know what? We'll still be here for it.
0: Absolutely. So this was a tough one and we went long thank everyone for joining us. We had over 550 at one point in both Facebook and YouTube watching live. Uh if you could give us a subscription to YouTube that would be fantastic. If you don't like the page on Facebook, do that as well. Make sure you check out behindthesteelcurtain.com and know that we have so many more than podcasts than just what you are hearing right now on YouTube and or Facebook. Check us out on our, on our wherever you get your podcast by searching steelers or behind the steel curtain. You have shows like Bad Language with Brian, Dave Geek, My Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Check those out as well. We will be back next week after the Tampa Bay game in week 6. Take it easy, everyone.